0: Now, back to Your Tech Report. Welcome back to Your Tech Report. He is Mitchell Whitfield. I am Marka Flallow. Please follow along with us on all our social media. That would be at Your Tech Report everywhere, Mitchell, including YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, all that wow. fun stuff.
1: That's a lot of places to reach us, Mark, or to see us or for us to reach you. Isn't that a pretty?
0: That's a pretty impressive lineup. It is a pretty impressive lineup. I Mitchell, mean, yeah. you know, as we tease, kind of here. leading into the break before this segment, um, yes, we were all uh, uh, in awe, I guess, so to speak, um, of this unpacked event that, that Samsung held in New York City. The Galaxy yeah. S10, the S10 Plus, the S10 was it called the E? E. Um, yeah. The Galaxy Fold, which we'll get into conversation with in a moment. Before the upcoming even, S10 5G, there are five. The five five phones, Mark. Five of them, yeah. Um, The watch, the earbuds. I mean, there's there's a lot of things that they announced. And uh, before we even get to the products themselves, I really want to kind of take my hat off to Samsung because they're doing something and they've done something this week that hasn't been done in a very long time in this industry. And I'm talking about a very long time. Number one, um, they get the award for the most rehearsed uh, keynote. I mean, there was... I mean, a f- virtually flawless in terms of isn't that presentation. funny? That used to be
1: an Apple thing, and now apples are just com- you know just totally overwhelmingly awkward. And you know, Samsung has taken over the mantle of having these great seamless sort of presentations, yeah, right? I
0: mean, everybody that took the stage there, I mean, they you know whether their English was their first language or not, they knew what they were saying, they right. knew their stuff, they at least felt like they knew their stuff, and they rehearsed this quite well. Um, visually, always a very stunning presentation that kind of blows. Blows the mind and blows the eyes. And 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 they did something that really kind of took the world kind of by storm or by surprise by having a commercially ready available folding phone. I mean, that that happened very fast. You know, from yeah. prototype to, to available in
1: April. Yeah, I mean, I mean, think about it. It wasn't. It was only what? What was it like a couple months ago, basically, or it was almost? Bef- it was less than a couple CES, months ago. It was a, it, yeah. And mean. then at CES, we saw some awkward folding displays from other companies, not Samsung, of course. They were sa- saving it, for, of course, for this unpacked event. But and so we knew the technology was there. It wasn't quite polished. You know, is that the best word for it? I don't think it was really polished or people necessarily saw, okay, what is the most practical and obvious application of this technology? That really wasn't there, but we knew was we knew it was possible, right?
0: Yeah, no, we definitely saw it was possible and they you know, we saw a lot of proof of concepts, but now a commercially available device that'll be just under two thousand dollars available in April or you know, later this year. I don't think an actual date was released. Uh Let's start with the S10, okay? Because sure. this is their new flagship device. As much as some people might say the Note series is tends to be their flagship device, um, the S10 really is their flagship device. And as you said, five models. We start with you know the, the entry-level model, which has a, a beautiful 6.1-inch screen, um, expandable storage like every other device that Samsung has had out there, even though that's not the case in the 5G, by the way. That's um, right. Incredible amounts of memory, beautiful... Infinity edge display That really kind of It immerses you You know Whenever you talk about Televisions Or any kind of Visual experience You you you, you talk about How the outside world has to kind of fade away so that you're immersed in the experience and that's when you know that you're sitting close enough to the television or you're experiencing it the way it should and they've really done an incredible job since unveiling all these phones Uh, of giving you that experience especially now that they are officially the first manufacturer without a phone with a notch
1: yeah, and, and, and here we go, because, you know, there are, there are three big takeaways, uh, three big sort of game changers in the S10 family, or, you know, the true S10 family. And, of course, you talk about you have that hole punch, one tiny little hole, not, not, a, not a notch, not a chin, just a little tiny hole in the upper right-hand corner, I believe, Mark, and that is for the camera, for the front-facing camera, and that is it. Otherwise, you have that beautiful flow-over sort of infinity-edge display. That is one game changer. Of course, now they have the fingerprint sensor embedded it In the glass that reads it, I believe by not even visually, yeah, ultrasonically yes. by 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 vibration. My English is good, uh, so you have vibration reading that thumbprint that hasn't been done before. And from the display, from the you know, from what I saw them showing, it was very very fast. I watch you know if anybody follows MKBHD, Marquez Brownlee, he had a, he had a demo of the phone, and it was I was very impressed with how this ultrasonic fingerprint reading worked very quickly. So you have the hole punch, you have that, and then of course. They have the three cameras on the back of the phone. Isn't it funny, Mark? A lot of the stuff that we're seeing in this new Samsung S10 lineup is stuff that maybe will be promised in the next generation of iPhone. Funny again how Apple is playing catch up. The other thing, Mark, is you can now use your S10 to wirelessly charge other devices, uh, such as the new Galaxy Buds, their new wireless earbuds. Right?
0: Yeah. Not very quickly. They say it's like a uh, what is it, like a two watt charge. Not very fast, but it you know but it's if- it's there. But it's there, and if you're in an emergency, right. if you're in a bind, you need to charge something. Really, uh, you know, at least get a little trickle in there. You can right. definitely get that as well. Uh, we're, we're pricing is six ninety nine for the e, seven ninety nine for the regular one, and uh, eight ninety nine for the S ten plus. I'm pretty sure those are, are the correct numbers. And we're uh, talk, or I think I'm a hundred dollars off, right? I think
1: you're a hundred dollars off. Well,
0: I, I, well seven, eight, let's go back. You have
1: you have the eight, you have the S ten, right? and you have the S ten plus. The main difference between those two being, of course, battery life, and I believe the S ten is six. 6.1 inch display, as you said, diagonal, and I believe the S10 Plus is only 6.3 inch. So we're getting a you know a two tenths of an inch difference between the S10 and the S10 Plus. I think, Mark, that's to make room for the Note that will be released because they can't make the S10 Plus too big or else where are they going to go with the Note? That was my takeaway. Do you think uh, kind of the same thing? Yeah, because that was much you the size you gotta, difference. You got to
0: leave a hole there somewhere so that it makes sense in the marketplace, um, right? Yeah, I'm trying to find you guys. And the
1: pricing. E, <laughs> Here's the here's the whole thing. The E, because you said I believe it's 899 is where the S10 starts. 9.99 for the S10 Plus. That's where those two. Now the E is sort of Samsung's answer to the uh, you know the iPhone 10 uh, 10s R is that what it is or the 10R? Correct. Uh, where it's in more of an entry level model. But here's what's interesting: Samsung took a different approach to their 750 dollar entry level model. Okay. First of all, you're not getting the you know the fingerprint reader on the screen like you're getting with the S10 and the S10 Plus. You're getting it on the side, which actually is very natural. It's kind of where your thumb would go anyway to. Or adjust volume or power depending on the device that you have. Um, you're also, you're still getting that hole punch. And what you're also still getting, Mark, which the, you know, the 10R does not offer, is you're still getting the AMOLED display. You're not getting a watered down LCD display. You're still getting that AMOLED. But uh, similar to the 10R, you are only getting, you know, you're limited on the cameras. You're only getting two cameras on the back of the device. So, you know, if you can live without that fingerprint reader embedded into the screen, and if you don't worry about that second, and, you know you know a third camera on the back for 150 dollars you're getting otherwise a full-fledged s10 device and i believe the ram on that one starts at six gigs when i think on the s10 models what are they the regular s 10 they start at eight i believe something like that there's a lot a lot of specs here a lot of
0: a lot of numbers to go through right 749.99 for the s10e mm-hmm S10 regular eight ninety nine ninety nine and yep. the S10 Plus nine ninety nine ninety nine U.S. Yeah. dollars. I got it right. I, I know it. you got it right. I mean, I plus it. you can even you can even pay monthly if you want to. If you go to Samsung.com, yeah. there are plenty of options there as well. I mean, you know, I always tell people. You know, I'm always I'm Android curious. Uh, and and, and, and <laughs> I've been Android curious too, Mark You're not alone and, and the other thing on these devices They have a brand new skin They've gotten rid of TouchWiz And they have a new skin Called, I think it's Samsung One um, Which is getting rave, rave, rave reviews They're saying it's even better Than the Google you know, Pixel 3 um, Not cetera, loaded very fast, very yeah, clean, right? Yeah, very, very quick It's got the latest Wi-Fi, Wi-Fi 6 Which has even faster capabilities New LTE capabilities That are even faster So it is quite an impressive device, available March 7th. Um, pre-order, you can, you know, it says schedule the ship on March 7th, so right. you can pre-order that right now if you wanted to. You can go to your carriers and do that there, or go to samsung.com.
1: You know, you know what's interesting? They they kind of made these strange and again Apple has done this in the past as well, but there's a big difference between the way Apple is doing it and the way Samsung is doing it. I think I think it starts off the base model the S10 for 899 that includes what is it 8 gigs of RAM and 128 gigs of hard drive space of a flash memory. The next step up goes to 512 instead of 256 and the next step up after after that goes to 1 terabyte. The interesting thing though is they're not making you up, you know, they're not upselling you on the storage because as with previous models, they have micro SD slots so you can up your own storage without feeling the need to buy the more expensive device, something Apple does not offer. So, if you want more storage on your Apple device for your iPhone, you actually have they're going to upsell you to a more expensive model because they don't offer, you know, the micro SD expansion. So, again, kudos to Samsung for letting people tailor the phone that works to them, you know, works for them best and works best for their budget. So, kind of a cool little thing
0: there. So, before we talk about the fold for a second, because there's so yes. much to talk about the fold, I want to talk about the fold talk about the, the S10 5G. It's going to be a Verizon exclusive when it launches. Right. We're talking about, you know, uh, it's April kind of May kind of thing. They're saying second quarter of, uh, of 2019. Um, Verizon, obviously, because it's going to be the only carrier that has any kind of 5G network that exists. When you jump on a phone like this, I mean, I mean, all the specs, you know, the specs are pretty much the same as, as the S10 Plus. Um, right. Of course, with the 5G modem, um, it's going to have a higher price tag. 5G will not be a thing, really, for another year and a half or so. So does it make sense to jump on something like this, or is this really just a way for them to say, hey, we did it first?
1: I think it's a nice thing. I think more than anything right now, it's ni- it's bragging rights for Samsung in terms of, like you said, being able to say, hey, we are first to market with a full-fledged 5G device. But the answer that I would give you, Mark, in terms of importance and decision-making, it kind of comes back to when people ask us, oh, which, which phone carrier should I go with? And that's sort of like, well, you have to find out what works best in your area. And I'm applying that to the 5G thing as, you know, okay, let's see where 5G is available. You have to look at a 5G map and roadmap to see where 5G is going to be expanding next, to see if it's even available in your area, where you are. Is it going to be functioning? Is it going to be great? Or do you travel a lot? If you travel a lot, are you going to be taking advantage of 5G wherever you are going to be traveling to? So really, I really think it comes down to how you use your device. Don't you agree?
0: Yeah, I mean, you know, I I see 5G as being this very big kind of step ahead, and I think it helps. It's going to help things like medical fields. It's really not going to have as big as a play, I think, on the consumer side as much as they say. Yeah, it's going to be nice to have you know faster, or lower latency, so you Netflix videos load a lot quicker. But I think it really right. has a lot more commercial and residential applications. Places that not certain, not necessarily have access to wired or broadband internet, suddenly be able to have it do on the 5G network. So I really don't know in terms of that aspect of things.
1: Right, and, and if I'm not mistaken, 5G even exceeds gigabit internet or ethernet, oh, does yeah. it not? Oh, yeah. I mean, so the speeds are, we're talking about insane amounts of speed. We're talking about downloading a full, you know, 4K movie in, in seconds as opposed to minutes. I mean, we're talking ridiculously fast speed. So, uh, again, as Mark and I have both been alluding to, well, not alluding to, we've been pretty direct about it. Uh, it's not a technology that the average consumer will be able to take advantage of until everyone adopts the 5G protocol as standard everywhere. Not just enterprise, but, you know, everywhere for consumers. consumer. It's a nice thing to have if it's available, but not necessary. And I think that's why, to their credit, I think, and not to their credit, I mean, Apple is always holding back features so they can sort of incentivize the next device they want to sell you next year. But Apple, you know, tends to remain off that bandwagon until there's widespread availability of the technology, making it a viable sell to their customers. So in this case, Apple staying behind the curve, it kind of makes a little bit of sense, doesn't it?
0: Let's talk about the Samsung Galaxy Fold. This is going to yeah, be a, a device available starting April 26th. My friend Tom's birthday. Happy birthday, Tom. Hey, uh, Tom. Starting at $1,980. US Starting. Now, we're not talking starting. about...
1: Yeah, we're starting at a $2,000 device in your pocket. Correct.
0: There's going to be an LTE and 5G version. Um, that's pretty much all we know about this device, other than the fact that on the front of it is a 4.6-inch HD display. Not an AMOLED display, not an OLED display. It's an HD display with a 12 12 by 9 uh, display resolution. Right, Uh, 4.6 inches is uh, you'd probably have to look at one of the original iPhones. That's about 4.6 inches. Um, The interior phone, I guess, the screen is going to be 7.3. Inches, yeah. 7. So it's going to be like an
1: iPad Mini-ish, you know, iPad Mini-ish, or maybe a little smaller than an
0: iPad Mini. Yeah, and they're calling that an Infinity Flex display. It's going to yeah. be a bezel around it. It's gonna, it's gonna fold. I mean, if you try to imagine this, take two phones. Two of, uh, you know, today modern phones, a Galaxy S9 or an iPhone, put them, you know, sandwiched together, sandwich and together, yeah. and that's the thickness of it when it's closed. Right. Um, and when you fold it open, you got yourself a nice little tablet that runs Android, and I think that's uh, probably one of the biggest problems with this thing is that it it runs Android. I mean, uh, uh, this is, God, is this expensive? Yeah, yeah, it's, I mean, if you thought that
1: having a phone, you know, right now that does 5G was sort of for bragging rights to say, hey, look, we're first to market with this. Yeah. What would you call the fold? Because, oh, again, God. if we're talking about practicality. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, basically, it's going to be a really chunky phone in your pocket that turns into a small tablet. That, so, it's basically for all those people that aren't wearing cargo shorts, that can't fit an iPad mini in their pocket, which most of us cannot – you, you're you now going to be able to because you can fold it up and then unfold it when you're ready to use it? I I don't know. I think it's it's ultra cool in terms of, you know, it, this is like the, the gearhead in me. It's like, you know, pretty, shiny, cool, love it. But then the practical side of me says, wait a minute, idiot, what are you going to use it for? And again, I think, yeah. you know, when it comes to tablets, I've gotten so entrenched in the iOS universe. Um, I know Android tablets, are not the earliest, even Android owners tend to go with Apple tablets, so I don't know. I really don't know. If you want a huge screen Android tablet that you can carry in your pocket I guess this is the only one so it's the only game in town. You're gonna have yeah. to get it, but it's, I don't know in terms of practicality how it'll serve people on a day to day. I don't know. I really don't
0: know. Yeah, I'm curious to see you know battery life. I'm curious to see um, the fold life. Are we gonna get a crease in the screen after a while? Is it? Yeah,
1: I know that's the other thing. How old? How old is the foldable? But you know what, Mark? At the end of the day, you know, Bravo Samsung. Whether it's whether it's a hit or not, you brought a foldable display to the masses. It's a mass market product. Uh, it's a niche product to be sure because of the. Product. Price. Again, people talk about you know as it is buying a cell phone at a thousand dollars, which seems to be the norm now for high end for premium cell phones for mobile devices. You know, it's, it's the price of a good computer. Well, two thousand dollars is the price of a really good computer. So again, you have to have the uh, the means to be able to afford this and a use case scenario for it, which not a lot of people may have.
0: Yeah, I yeah. Is that putting it nicely? I'm trying to be I, nice Can here. I compare this to a device of the past? The Nokia Communicator. Remember that device that I think we first saw in the Saint movie with uh, Val Kilmer? Uh, He was using it to control his car or he was using it to to talk in Krypton. Did it have two screens on it? It did. It had a front screen on it with a keypad on the front, like a regular phone keypad. And it opened and then it had the bigger screen and a full QWERTY keyboard. Um, I remember that phone because I wanted it so badly and I think it was probably around $2,000 at that point. And all it did was like, edge data and text back and (laughs) forth no web browsing. It did a lot um, of
1: things really slowly.
0: Yeah, a lot of things. (laughs) So, listen, I'm curious to, to get my hands on this little device and play with it. And I guarantee I'll be looking at it going, this is just too cool. And then in five years down the road, we'll be looking at similar devices going, wow, we've come a long way, which is really, really, really neat.
1: You know what? Maybe this is just, you know, as many products are devices that are meant to move the industry forward. Now that somebody comes out with it, you know, you know, when Apple, I don't, I don't think anyone has come close to doing what Apple has done in the iPad realm. I think on the phone side, people have not only come close, but have exceeded in many ways, the feature set, the productivity, the, you know, the customization options of the cell phone. I think Android has surpassed iOS in that respect. But in terms of, you know, certain devices, you know, Apple has set the standard there. So maybe, you know, Samsung sort of sets a new standard here and says, okay, now that we've shown that we can do something like this, let's have at it. Let's see. As a consumer, I'm excited for what other people are able to do with the technology because if you tell people they can have an iPad in their pocket, I think that's something a lot of people will get excited about because of how popular the iPads are in general. So let's see. This could be the icebreaker groundbreaking product for other products yet to come.
0: I just remember when people were talking about holding the iPad like a phone, like a giant iPad or a iPad Hello. mini towards their ear. Yes. It, was, uh, it was really cool. <laughs> it kind is is your tech report. is Mitchell Whitfield. I am Mark Lalo. Uh, lots more to come. Stick around. We'll be back in just a moment.
1: There's more Your Tech Report after this. Connie Teeson, the host of Broadcast Dialogue, the podcast. We focus on Canada and the challenges facing Canadian radio and TV, as well as highlighting those moving the industry forward from podcasting and streaming to new broadcast tech. Check us out at broadcastdialogue.com or your favorite podcast app. I'm Matt Kundel, host of the Sound Off Podcast, the show about podcast and broadcast.